Hotties, welcome back to a new episode of Hot Girl Habits with me, your host, Ellie Bird. So today we are going to be talking about understanding weight loss and how to sustainably lose body fat. So obviously, quick disclaimer, before we get into the episode, we will be talking about weight loss, healthy habits, how to get sustainable results in that way. So if this is something that you find triggering for yourself, obviously maybe give this episode a skip, but it will be approached in a really sensitive manner, but I know for some people that's not a topic they wanna hear discussed. But in the same breath, I know for a lot of people it is super helpful if that is a goal you are trying to work towards. And you know, even if you don't wanna approach it from a weight loss perspective, but more so a healthy habit perspective, it's gonna be super useful for you. Okay, so before we get started with the episode, let's do our little weekly wrap. So what have I been up to this week? So I was actually pretty poorly last week. Probably remember that my voice was sounding a bit husky in um, last week's episode. I'm definitely feeling like 90% better now. I've still got a bit of a cough. So if I do cough during the episode, I do apologise, but we move. Um, Other than being poorly, um, I have gone on another spa day at the weekend. It was so nice. It was probably the best spa day I've ever been on. It was called Clifford Spa in Nottingham. Oh my god, it was just so nice. They've got about like 20 different steam rooms and so on. And I think, um, is it called Fire and Ice, that experience? I don't know. But it was amazing. And they all had like different themes. There was one that was really good for like clearing your airways. Obviously, I went in there. It's about like Vicks. It was it was good vibes. Um, other than that, I went to see Puss in Boots too at the cinema. Very good. Would recommend if you like Shrek. Love a bit of Shrek. Um, and that's pretty much it. Other than that, I've just been working and trying to survive through this chest infection that I had, but I'm alive, I've made it through, yeah, I'm feeling so much better, and yeah, apologies in advance if I do cough during the episode, oopsie. Okay, so our quote of the week this week is, small steps every day, so super basic little quote, but I just think it's important when you're on a fitness journey, a weight loss journey, whatever it is, to remember that it's all the small little things you're doing every day that are really adding up to make the big progress. It's not actually the big things. As much as obviously they do make a difference, if you're not changing all the little small things through your day, you're probably not actually going to see a change. So yeah, small steps every day. That's that's what we're aiming for with this episode, you know, just small little changes. So to get started, on my Instagram story, so the Hot Girl Habits podcast account, if you don't follow us, give us a little follow. Every week before I record the episode, about 24 hours before, I'll do a Q&A, so I'll ask a few questions, do some polls, and it's just really good to get your guys' insight on the topic that we are talking about. So the first question I've asked this week is, do you know what you need to do to reach your fitness goals? And we've got 89% yes and 11% no as our answers. Um, so that's pretty good. A lot of you do kind of know what you need to do to get to the result you want, whether it is weight loss, obviously, because I've just put fitness goal, whether it is strength, whether it is more of a physical change, um, whether it's improving in a sport, whatever it is, you guys seem to mostly know, so that is good. And then I've just asked, what are your fitness goals currently? And um, we've had quite a few answers, but the general gist of them are... Um, some people have put specific um, like weight amounts they want to lose. Um, people have put to, contrain, uh, to train consistently. Um, I think that's a really good one. I think consistency is honestly probably the best fitness health goal you can have. Like anything you do, if you can do it consistently, immaculate. That's going to get you to where you want to be. Um, somebody's put slim waist, big peach. Um, yeah, we love that. We love that goal. Somebody said to feel healthier and stronger. And I think that's a really important goal because at at the end of the day, it is all about how we feel in ourselves. And nobody else can tell you what your kind of fitness goal, body goal, whatever it is, should be. 
Um, but to just feel good within yourself is the perfect goal to have. Um, somebody else said consistency and strength. So essentially, everybody that's answered pretty much just wants to feel good, to be consistent. And I think you can't really ask for more than that, you know, like that is once you get into that routine, everything else is just going to come together for you. Um, then the next question was, what do you find hardest on your fitness journey? We've got quite a few different answers to this one. Somebody said, emotions controlling my consistency. If my headspace isn't good, I fall off track. And I think that's just so relatable to so, so many people, right? Like, if you are feeling, you know, emotional, something goes wrong, even just tired, you know, your hormones maybe, where you are in your cycle, it's so likely that that's what's going to pull you off track because, you know, we don't necessarily stick to our usual routines and habits when we're feeling that way. So I think that's why building those habits really strongly into our routine is so important because then no matter what emotions you're feeling, you are just going to carry on. It's part of your routine. Like It's like, I don't know, let's say you you're feeling a bit emotional for whatever reason, you don't forget to brush your teeth in the morning, do you know what I mean, just because you're feeling a bit, well, you might, but let's hope you don't, so, um, yeah, we don't forget to do those things, so think of kind of, you know, workouts, meal prepping, um, making healthy food choices, if they're just part of your routine, it won't feel so hard to keep them on track, um, if there already are habits, somebody else said, knowing what to, what exactly to do, and not seeing progress straight away, I'm not very patient, so with that one, I guess it's, kind of knowing what you are going to do when you get to the gym, what what what's your workout, what's the purpose of it, is it getting you towards your goal, because I think that's really motivating within itself, right, like if you know what you're doing is going to get you where you want to be, then you're going to want to do it so much more, because you really know the purpose behind it, and definitely relatable with the not seeing progress straight away part of that, because I think that's why a lot of people give up, they think they're going to see progress a bit quicker than maybe they do, and after like a week or two of, of you know, being really on track, doing really well like fitting all those habits aligning everything if you then feel like oh well I don't look any different yet or I don't feel any fitter yet or my running's not got easier yet like it's so easy to just give up but it's just pushing through that barrier um, and remembering that you know it, this is a, a journey we've got to enjoy the journey it's not about getting to the destination it's literally about enjoying the journey building good habits along the way somebody said keeping consistent currently working a job further away but starting a job close to the gym I hope you're moving gym and um, moving job just to be close to the gym because that would be iconic. But um, yeah, definitely being near to your gym is so, so, so helpful. But it's also good to remember you don't necessarily even have to go to the gym. You know, you can be active at home if you want to do some home workouts. You can go for runs, walks, and um, that really helps. And even let's say you're not super close to your gym, but I'd just say like going there directly on your way home from work or your way to work can be really really helpful with regards to like fitting it into your routine somewhere um, and you don't feel like you're going out of your way so much to get there then even if it's not necessarily on your journey if it's part of that journey a bit easier somebody else said being consistent and um, so kind of similar to what everyone else has said somebody said diet I think food is a really challenging part of your fitness journey because you know exercise and once you get into a routine of it it can be really enjoyable but if you are someone that really enjoys seeing like certain foods, the flavour of certain foods, and especially if you're just in the habit of eating those same types of foods, it can be like quite a big change to try and change what you are consuming. But this is where I think it's important to, you know, be prepared, meal prep, things like that. So you've got those healthy choices right there. And also to have the mindset that, you know, it's not really, really bad to have things that are, let's say, not so nutritious all the time. So, you know, having things here and there that aren't, you know, fruits, veggies that are like highly processed foods is not super bad for you. And 
in the grand scheme of things, it's all about balance. And I think that's important to remember. Somebody else says time and energy. Okay, hear me out. But with the time and energy one, I know for exercise, that's quite, you know, it, it relates because you're like, right, well, you know, if, if, I, if I'm working a 16 hour day, when am I getting a workout in, right? But the energy part, think of it this way. If you fuel your body really well, so you'll be saving time cooking by like meal prepping. So if we do that, we're going to be fueling our body well with that food because it's going to be highly nutritious food. And then we are going to have more time to exercise. So, I mean, that definitely, and more energy to exercise. So that's definitely a way to think of it. Like hopefully as this all comes together and you change all these aspects, um, you know, you'll have more time to do these things. Also, a great way to think of this is your workouts don't need to be like an hour long or over an hour. You could do 15 minutes, like five days a week, and that's an hour and a quarter of working out we've done, you know, like, and all these little bits, they add up so much. So yeah, don't be afraid to not do super long workouts all the time. Okay, and then final question we asked were weight loss questions you'd like answered. So um, we'll revisit, we'll, re we'll revisit them now, actually. I was gonna say we'll revisit this question at the end, but let's get on with it now because I'm kind of feeling like as we pass through all the other topics, these will be relatable anyway. So somebody said, any tips on binge eating? And I'd say a really big tip on binge eating is being really mindful when you eat. So for example, like really, you know, try and eat a little bit slower, really chew your food, make sure maybe you are sitting down at like the kitchen table to eat. That will definitely make it more mindful. Try not to be on screens when you're eating because this really makes us like mindlessly eat and then we're not really paying attention to what we're putting in our body. Um, also making sure that you're not skipping meals because then you get super hungry and if you're overly hungry, you'll probably find that you are gonna have these binges more um, and you're not gonna control your portion sizes as well. So, you know, not skipping meals, that can be really useful. Um, also something I find really useful with this is um, intermittent fasting and not even like in a super strict way, but you know, just moving your meal times a little bit. If you do find that I was finding I was getting really hungry like mid morning a couple of months ago and having a bit of an energy crash there. So I've started having my breakfast about four hours later than I was having it. And it's really weird because I, I do wake up quite hungry, but just like being like, I, I'd like have my breakfast there and I could grab it at any point in time, but putting it off for a few hours definitely got rid of me reaching that point where I was like overly hungry. I would, because I'll kind of eat that bit later. And then I, the gap between lunch and um lunch and breakfast is smaller. Um, so yeah, I definitely think, you know, playing around with your meal times um, and not under eating, not punishing yourself if you do eat things that are maybe not so nutritious or are super high calorie, like, you know, we live, we learn, we've got to get on with it. And yeah, just try not to create a cycle of sort of like binging, um, under eating and then overeating because that's just really, really hard to get out of. So it's more so building good habits where we don't reach a point where we get overly hungry in the day. Um, and yeah, and also um, making sure you stay hydrated. I know that might sound really silly, but sometimes sometimes you think you're really hungry, but actually you're just dehydrated. So definitely remember to keep yourself hydrated. Um, and yeah, and it's just sort of not punishing yourself if you do have a binge. Like it's such a process, it's such a journey to learn to not eat in that way. Um, and yeah, and maybe sit and question like, oh, when am I binging? Why am I binging? What am I having? Um, also, right, depending on what you binge on, if it's like snacky things, this might sound so basic, but like put them in a harder place to get to. Like, so instead of having them in the cupboard, you go to open, that like right there in front of you, like have foods that you won't necessarily binge on as easily. So maybe like fruit, things like that. 
um, like, you know, in a way, in a place where you can grab them easily. So let's say like front of the fridge, I have them cut up, ready to go. Um, rather than um, having like chocolate or something, sweets, whatever it is that you grab for crisps, like as the thing at the front. Obviously, I'm not saying don't have those things in the house necessarily. If that works for you, then go for it. But I know for a lot of people as well, that's just not not really the answer. We want to be able to have that food there and not binge on it. So um, yeah, popping those things, even just like in a box at the back of a cupboard. So they're less in your eyeline because if we put like a little bit of a, bit, a bit of friction, you have a habit at the moment of going and grabbing for that food, right? So if you put friction in that habit, you're so much less likely to go and grab for it because it just seems like more effort, which might sound like the most basic thing ever. But honestly, honestly, yeah. So that was me giving a million tips on um, binging. Um, somebody said, can you explain how a deload week, week works um, after eating low calories? Deload week, week works after eating low calories to lose weight. Um, oh, so I, from what I understand from you saying a deload week, I'm assuming you mean, so every, it, it depends on you, it depends on the cycle of your training, but quite often every like six to eight weeks, people will have a deload week where they train at about 60% of their usual um, capacity. And essentially it's just to aid recovery. So you'll probably find otherwise, if you're progressively overloading, let's say your weight lifts every single week, your muscles are gonna reach a point where you feel like you can't progress because they just feel fatigued. Um, you feel like maybe you're a bit low energy, you've got maybe permanent DOMS. Um, so it's a really good way to just sort of recharge. You're still going through the motions of your training. It can be a great time to focus on form. Um, personally, I don't plan these into my training, but I do find generally, um, I go on holiday quite often, and I, or sometimes I'll just have weeks where maybe I don't feel too well. Like last week I was really poorly. Um, so I'll naturally kind of have a week, deload week during those times, because when I'm away, I'll still train, but it won't be to like the intensity I would if I was at home in my usual routine. Um, through most parts of the year, I probably go away every like three months, so every like 12 or so weeks. Um, and yeah, so it's it depends on you, it depends on the type of training you do, it depends on how often you feel like you need um, you need um, to have that recharge. Um, and you wrote about being low calories to lose weight, so I'm assuming that you're eating in a deficit, so that might be why maybe you're reaching the point where you feel like you need a deload with your training. Um, so yeah, I hope you've got the right gist of what you meant there, but hopefully that helps. But essentially, yeah, a deload week, you can take at any point in time. Um, and basically, you kind of ideally still want to go through like the motion of your training, but you're just not pushing yourself as hard in terms of progressively overloading your weights. Um, so yeah, you can just do like lesser weight, um, or some people will actually just do sort of like active recovery during this time, so maybe like mobility, stretching, but um, personally I like to go through sort of like the motions of my training still. Um, so yeah, hopefully that helps, hopefully that answers your question. And then somebody has said, can you lose um, weight while building a booty? And then I put, nah. <laughs> um, okay, I definitely say you can. It definitely depends on you, depends on your genetics, depends where you're at, where you're at already with your training. Um, but you definitely can. And the key for you is gonna be making sure that your protein intake is like immaculate. Like we need to be getting quite a lot of protein in because um, that's really gonna help us like build our muscles. We don't wanna be in too much of a deficit. So if you wanna lose weight while building like muscle essentially, so building your booty, um, you've got to kind of be patient with that journey because you're gonna wanna be in a little bit less of a deficit than maybe you would be if you were just focused on that weight loss goal. Um, so maybe like, 200 calories a day, like deficit, 
it depends obviously on you, on your goal, what you're doing now. Um, and then you want to make sure you really are like progressively overloading on all of your compound lifts for your glutes and your legs. So things like hip thrusters, squats, split squats, lunges, RDLs. Um, really work on those. Probably train your glutes. Again, it's so hard to say because it depends on you. But I'd say two to three times a week. You want to make sure you're having rest days because otherwise your muscle is just going to be so fatigued. You're not actually going to have time um, to recover in between your sessions. So yeah, two to three times a week, depending on what you're training now. Make sure we're overloading those lifts. Make sure our form's good. Make sure we're getting good range of motion on the exercises. Um, make sure you're getting enough protein intake. So um, at least one one gram of protein per kilogram of your body weight. Um, again, it depends on you. depends what you're eating now. But we could take that up to like, you could honestly take it up to like 1.7. Um, but I don't really recommend having that much because I just think it's a little bit unattainable for a lot of people in a deficit because your calories obviously will be slightly lower. So then if, if a massive percentage of that is taken up by protein, more so it's just hard to attain. So yeah, I'd say start with making sure you're getting one gram of protein per kilogram of body weight, but that's sort of like a very much a minimum. So ideally we want to be probably sitting around the 1.3 mark um, and just gradually increase it to that like as you kind of build up getting used to it. Again, really depends on you, depends where you're at now to start with. But yeah, so you can do both at the same time. It's just gonna be slightly slower results. Personally, that's probably more the route I would take um, for a lot of people because I just think um, it's kind of, you're working on your body composition a little bit more. You're, you're probably gonna be happier with the result even though it's gonna take you slightly longer to get there. And I also think you're then reaching it in a really nice maintainable, sustainable way. Um, so yeah, you definitely can just focus on the protein, focus on overloading your glutes. Um, probably you don't probably don't want to be relying on cardio as much. You probably want to be relying more so on eating in the calorie deficit because if you're doing too much cardio, your legs are going to be fatigued and then you're going to struggle with lifting enough to kind of see the overloading your glutes. If that makes sense, if you're putting all your leg strength into um, well, leg energy into like I don't know whatever cardio it is of your choice generally your legs are going to be a little bit fatigued from that, even though it's not super high intensity. So yeah, hopefully that helps you guys um, with your weight loss questions before we get started. And obviously during this episode, I am, before we get started, she says 18 minutes in. Obviously as we progress through this, I'm going to be kind of referring back to things I've just said. So if any of it doesn't make any sense, um, don't worry, we'll be revisiting it. And if you guys do have any questions after the episode, feel free to drop me a message. Obviously you can message the podcast. Um, so that Instagram is Hot Girl Habits Podcast. You can message me on my personal training Instagram. So I never really talk about it that much on here, but I'm a personal trainer. Um, I've been doing it now for, how old am I? I'm 25, I'm 26. I've been doing it for about six years. Um, so loads of experience. I've worked with like literally thousands of women. So yeah, I'm so blessed to have had the opportunity to do that. And it's really allowed me to like work with so many different people and learn so so much along the way so yeah if you've got any questions probably message me on either of those on my um anywhere fitness instagram there's so much content regarding um like fitness um like gaining weight losing weight like training form loads and loads of stuff so head over there that could be really, really useful for you um, and yeah if anybody is interested in online coaching i do offer that um, and also do in-person personal training at JD Gyms in Coventry. So yeah, just a little, if you're looking for some help after the episode, that's where you can find me. There's an inquiry form in the bio of the Insta. So yeah, hopefully that's helpful. Let's get on with understanding weight loss. So 
a really good way to approach weight loss, in my opinion, is through a bit of an 80-20 vision. So basically, it's all about balance and it's all about kind of, you know, 80% of the time we're doing things that really align with our intentions, really align with our goals. We're eating like 80% of our food ideally is going to be like vegetables, you know, protein, like things, things that aren't ultra processed um, and natural foods basically. So if 80% of our diet is like this, so colourful foods that, you know, we've got to find in like the, what do they call it, the fruit and veg aisle or like, you know, meat, fish, legumes, things like that. If the other 20% of your diet isn't so great, so, you know, just ultra processed foods are things that aren't bringing much nutrients into our diet, that's absolutely fine. And especially if you, if your goal is weight loss, if you're eating in a calorie deficit, then realistically, you could eat in a calorie deficit and eat eat even lesser of the 80. So you could eat like, you know, 40% um, more processed foods and 60% more whole foods realistically you can reach your weight loss goal the only thing i would say there is that the less um kind of nutritious food you're taking in the more pro ultra processed food you're taking in so let's say you know maybe more crisps less fruit <laughs> the the more you're doing that the less nutrients you're getting in so the less energy you're probably going to feel like you've got because there's a massive difference between eating like you know like 500 calories of chocolate versus 500 calories of fruit and veg like you're going to feel a lot less full from the chocolate and you're going to feel you know a lot less energized your, your immune system won't be quite as good um and just loads of things like that so it's important to remember that it's not just how much we're eating it's also what we're eating um but within that it's all balanced and you know it's okay to eat those things like never demonize any food groups because that is where we you know end up binging on those foods um, and we end up basically not really able to maintain our results and we don't really, it's not something we want to do forever, we don't enjoy it. So yeah, 80-20, think of it that way and don't worry if it sways more towards like, you know, 70-30, whatever it is. Just kind of think to yourself, like I want to get in a good amount of nutrients, I want to fuel my body and I think the best way to think about your food is honestly like this this food is going to determine like how I feel, it's going to determine my energy levels. It's going to determine, you know, how good my workouts go. And a really great thing to think is to stop and think after every time you eat, how do I feel after I've ate that food? Like, am I feeling sluggish? Am I feeling, like, bloated? Am I feeling energised? Am I feeling satisfied? Like, you know, it's really good to stop and think about those things because sometimes as well, you might be craving things that aren't necessarily going to help towards your goals. Like, let's say you want some chocolate. You go and buy the biggest bar in the shop. We're going for that share bar, kids. Um, but you go and buy that big bar of chocolate, you eat it all, you get to the end of it, and you think, Do you know what, I'm not even satisfied after eating that, and that's when it's kind of thinking, right, so what, what, what can I eat that will make me feel satisfied after, could I have just had a small bar of chocolate, and then maybe like, I don't know, like some chocolate protein oats, would that have left me actually maybe more satisfied, more full, because I've got some protein in that meal, it's left me feeling fuller, it's got that like chocolatey taste, um, I've had the bit of chocolate I did want so it's just thinking that way like you know what makes you feel good and once you start thinking of food that way you will eat really differently like I always find it really funny because I think sometimes people think you only eat salads and healthy food because because essentially it is quote-unquote healthy but it's like no like I love like the way my body feels after I eat that food I know I'm gonna feel great versus if I order like a pizza don't get me wrong you'll catch me ordering the pizza like on Saturday I literally went out for a vegan pizza for dinner but, like, I know that after that, I'm probably going to feel a bit sluggish and a bit bleh. But 
doing it every now and then, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, I wouldn't go out and have a pizza every day for dinner because I would feel dreadful. I would have no energy. I'd be sluggish. But here and there, you know, it's not the worst thing to do. So, 80-20, don't put too much pressure on yourself to eat 100%. Like, I hate when I hear people saying that, I'm cutting out sugar, I'm cutting out this. I think you don't need to do You can just reduce your consumption of that thing, right? And also, it's good to think about what am I eating instead of that. So, if I said to myself, right, I've been eating a bit too much chalky recently, I need to cut that out. What I should probably think is, right, I, I snack a lot on chocolate, right? Hmm, okay, I want to do that a bit less. So, this week on my food shop, I'm going to go and buy a big tub of strawberries um, and some, like, apples. Every time I normally reach for um, a chocolate bar, I'm going to grab for one of these things and they're going to leave me feeling so much more fuller. Um, it's going to be better for my skin. There's just so many reasons, right? So, yeah, that's a great way to think of things. So, let's get on to talking about the, you know, the main character in our weight loss journey, our calorie deficit. So, let me explain a calorie deficit if you don't know what that means. So, think of like a weighing scale, right? And the only way, essentially, we achieve weight loss is through our calories in versus our calories out. So, if you can put your diet into a deficit, so for example, right now, let's say you're sitting at a maintenance weight, you've weighed the same for a while, and you're eating 3,000 calories a day. If you put yourself into a, so 3,000 calories right now for you is your maintenance calories, right? If you put yourself into a calorie deficit, so we're going to reduce that calorie intake, by 3,000, no we're not, that was a lie, by 3,000, by 350 calories a day, which is quite a large deficit, obviously it depends what we're starting from, from 3,000, it's not too big, from 2,000 we're then taking away quite a chunk of our calories, but that's fine, um, that's not what we're talking about right now, so let's say you put yourself into a 350 calorie deficit, on paper 3,500 calories is one pound of body fat, so technically if we were in a 350 calorie deficit for 10 days, we would lose one pound of body fat. That's like the way it works, technically. However, you've got to think that there's a lot of other factors that are involved. And the way our body works, if it feels like it's not getting enough calories in, it will go in to essentially a mode where it's going to move a little bit less. You might find yourself feeling really tired. And this is exactly why we don't want to go into too much of a deficit because if you suddenly drop your calories really low, you're just gonna end up moving less and then, then your calorie output is essentially not go, is going to decrease. So then the deficit is kind of balanced out because if you end up burning 350 calories less per day, you're then balanced out again. I hope that makes sense. Um, so yeah, the other factors that come into play with regards to this balance is um, exercise. So that's like going to the gym, working out. So one way to approach um, weight loss can be to just increase your exercise levels. So, you know, we can start going to the gym five times a week and that's going to increase your calorie output a lot throughout the week and, you know, that can make a difference for you. You've also then got your needs. So this is our non-exercise um, activity thermogenesis. So this is basically the number of calories you burn each day, not through actual exercise. So this could be through, you know, fidgeting. It could be through like just like, you know, walking up and down the stairs in the house, it could be all of that. And it also can be your steps, so getting steps in each day. This makes the biggest difference. I can't even tell you the difference between doing 3,000 steps a day and 10,000 steps a day. Like, the calorie calories you're going to burn more is just massive. And also your energy levels are going to be better because you're not just sitting all day. 
you're probably going to find yourself naturally eating a little bit better because you know your body's going to want nutritious foods because it's going to be feeling really well fueled really good you've been moving it so you've also got the thermal thermic effect of food so um, this is basically the calories our body's burning by eating food, which might sound really bizarre, it's different for everyone, but that's one I wouldn't think into too much. Um, but also just something to keep in mind, like there's so, that's kind of one of the ones where I'd say like it's just keeping in mind that there's so many factors that do affect us being in this deficit. I don't want to confuse you two, we're not going to go into that one. And then we've also got the um, variation of calories in food. So with this, what I mean is, if you were going to track your calories, so we're using MyFitnessPal or one of them apps, every day and um, we're tracking our food not every single day you actually are going to have consumed exactly what it says on the app because there's variation in food especially if we're going out for dinner maybe we're cooking like not every single one of those meals is going to be exactly the calories that it says on the barcode or it says on the label or whatever and um, the portion sizes might just vary a little bit so it's important to remember that there can be a little bit of variation so obviously you know don't overthink that one again like you know, just maybe if something seems a little bit too good to be true, maybe it is. And that's absolutely fine. But it's just, you know, not taking it too, like, for gospel, um, the calories that are on things. But again, I don't need to overthink that at all. It's just something to keep in mind. The things we want to focus on more with regard to that are our exercise levels, our neat levels, so the walking and eating in that calorie deficit. So if we focus on those things, um, we'll get ourselves into a deficit. And it's just remembering that if your energy levels start to feel too low on a calorie deficit, so you're eating in less than you burn, um, then, wait, you're eating less than you burn? You're eating less than you, um, yeah, no, we're eating less than we burn. Then you, you like, want to make sure that, you know, you're not, you want to make sure that your body's not counteracting that by essentially reducing your exercise levels. Um, so yeah, if you're starting to feel low energy through doing that, probably go into a bit less of a deficit um, and just focus on being able to move more and feeling like you've got enough energy at that level. If you are feeling really fatigued too within that, it's important to notice, are you getting enough nutrients in? Like, are you eating foods that are fueling your body? Um, so yeah, just something to think about with regards to being in a calorie deficit. Um, a really useful way to be in a deficit is to track your food. But if you do find yourself eating really similar um, you know, all the time, you could reduce your portion sizes. Obviously, we don't want to reduce them to a ridiculous size. However, it can just be good if you do think you're probably maybe overeating um, a certain meal. Because I know sometimes, you know, your eyes are bigger than your belly and it's really easy, well, mine are, it's really easy to like give yourself a portion of pasta that's maybe a bit bigger than what you need. And then you just finish the bowl out of habit. Um, so you could just kind of maybe weigh it out or even just, you know, look at it and think, right, I'd normally have this much. I'm going to try having this much. I'm going to add a little bit more veg to the plate. I'm going to add some spinach. I'm going to add this. Um, so you're still eating the same amount, but maybe lesser of the calorie-dense foods. So, yeah, that's a great way to think of it. Um, okay, another thing to think of regarding our food is eating high protein. So we mentioned this earlier in one of the questions um, where she wanted to grow a booty. Um, but for anyone with a weight loss goal, eating a good amount of protein is really, really useful, purely because it's going to leave you feeling so much fuller, so much more satiated, and yeah, it's just going to aid your goals, and especially if you're training, it's going to really help your recovery, it's going to really help prevent injury in that sense, 
Um, and yeah, you'll just find your body will be more efficient if you're getting a good amount of protein in. So I definitely recommend focusing on that with your meals. And it will also allow you to make sure your meals are quite well-rounded and you've got a good mix of macronutrients in them. So macronutrients are our carbs, our fats, and our proteins. There's so many different ways that you can kind of balance these out to eat, but I definitely say that, um, yeah, ideally, as we said earlier, we want at least one gram of protein per kilogram of your body weight. Um, so that's your overall body weight. And that's really just gonna make sure you're getting enough recovery. And that should be a minimum. So like we said earlier, you could increase this quite a bit. Um, I'd say ideally probably around 1.3, but if you wanna increase it a little bit more, um, go for it. it. You'll just notice a massive change in your body composition. So it's gonna leave our body essentially looking quite different um, if we're making sure our macros are good within this calorie deficit. Whereas if we just go into a calorie deficit, our energy levels might not be quite as good, our recovery might not be as good, therefore our workouts might not be as good. Um, and yeah, it's just how basically we're gonna change the shape of our body a little bit more through this fitness journey if you are weight training and things alongside um, being in a calorie deficit. So yeah, I hope that really, really helps. And regards to exercise, I would actually say with a weight loss goal that um, you might it might sound odd to some people, but it's really, really beneficial to resistance train, so weight training. So this will help you basically build a little bit of muscle mass along the journey. So once we build our muscle mass, it basically means that our metabolism naturally is gonna be a little bit higher then because basically that's where your mitochondria are in your muscle. So obviously the more muscle you've got, the better. But also it's gonna change the shape of our body quite a lot. Um, it's gonna make our bodies more efficient. And yeah, our body composition is essentially what is making us look the shape we do. Um, so if you've got more muscle, you're gonna probably have, like we said, a bigger bigger glute, um, maybe more of a defined waist because you've built out your lap muscles, um, so that's your back. So um, some people don't know, but if you want to build a waist, a really good way to do this is to build your glutes and your back, and that is gonna give you that shape. Um, and yeah, not that anybody needs that specific shape, but I think it's just good to keep in mind because a lot of people think when they want to lose weight that they only need to do cardio. And you also burn so many calories doing weight training. So definitely don't neglect weight training if you have a weight loss goal because it's going to make such a difference and it's going to really aid you in getting to that goal. Um, and the final thing I wanted to touch on is fad diets and why they don't work. So there's so many fad diets. I'm not even going to like touch on naming them all because... You guys all know what a fad diet is, right? It's one of those things you've, you know, you've done, you've tried it, it's the tea thing, it's the juice thing, it's the shakes thing, you know, if you know, you know. Um, and these are things that you essentially are not gonna be able to do forever. So living off one meal a day, we're not doing it forever, it's not healthy, it's not sustainable, we don't have good energy levels. So don't waste your time doing it because it's a waste of money, usually they're really expensive. And more importantly, you're gonna stop doing it and you're just gonna revert back to what you're doing before. It's not building you good habits. It's not building you good habit loops, which we discussed in a previous episode. All it's doing is probably creating you a bad relationship with food, creating you a restrictive pattern. So the thing I want you to do is focus on getting good meals in, getting high protein in, getting lots of veggies in with your meals, things that are gonna fill you up, they're gonna be nutritious to your body, they're gonna aid you doing your workouts, we're going to keep our neat high, so we're going to keep moving, we're going to get our steps in every day, we're not going to go into too much of a calorie deficit where we have no energy, we're going to make sure our body is feeling good, because at the end of the day, the point of a fitness goal is it's something we want to be able to maintain, to essentially do forever, and that is going to get you a result that is going to last, and that is going to get you into a place where you feel so good, so confident with your body, where you're able to kind of 
not feel guilty when you do, you know, eat in that 80-20 way when you are eating that 20%, you know, going out for your pizza, having your hockey day, whatever it is, because we can do that. And that is the point in a way of, you know, getting on this journey to learn, to learn to be able to balance all those things and like almost have it all essentially. Like, yeah, you're not going to do those things every day, but it's funny because once you get into the routine, you're not going to want to do it every day because you'll be feeling so good for me in the healthy foods that you have that you, and when I say healthy, all I mean by that is high nutrients. Like I don't necessarily mean like, you know, lettuce versus like some people I think have a really bad view on food and they see, they demonize certain things. And I think certain food diet groups, which you won't name, um, have introduced that by calling things, things like sins. Cause I think it's not a sin. Like you can eat, like, you know, you can eat anything. It's all about portion size. It's all about moderation. So I do think tracking your food can be really useful. I know for some people that can be a little bit triggering though. So if it doesn't suit you, you can do it all by just eating different portion sizes by increasing your calorie output. So, you know, your steps, your workouts, things like that. But there's so many ways to get to this weight loss goal. But all I want you to remember is that whatever you choose to do, do it sustainably and be patient. It's really not a race. Like, and you can't compare your results to someone else's because your starting position is always going to be different. And, you know, even if you weighed exactly the same as someone else at the start and you both started doing the same thing at the same time, your results are going to be different because that's how our lives are. That's how our bodies are. And it would be boring if we were all the same, wouldn't it? So yeah, just focus on being consistent, doing things you can do consistently. Um, and that makes a massive difference. And one last thing I want to touch on is with regards to understanding weight loss is the importance, we've mentioned this in the previous episode, there's a whole episode on it, I think it's episode 12, but if you go back, it will be in the title, is getting enough sleep, right? If we aren't getting enough sleep, how on earth do you think your body is going to be able to, you know, do efficient exercise each day? As we spoke about our knee earlier, so the non-exercise activity, that is naturally going to decrease when you are tired. There's studies on it. So if you are moving your body less because you're tired, like all this other stuff you're doing is almost being a little bit counteracted. So make sure you get an efficient amount of sleep each day. Go back and listen to the sleep episode if you haven't already. Um, and that's really, really going to be helpful for you. Um, and also then just the little things like keeping your body hydrated um, making sure we take rest days when we need them. And on them rest days, do try and still get your steps in and stuff. But just as in like with regards to workouts, remember with your workouts, they don't need to all be an hour plus. You can do 15 minutes here and there. It all adds up so, so much. It can be something as simple as a walk, but just being active, being healthy. And yeah, just again, I wanted to revisit the fact that I'm not saying in this episode that anybody needs to lose weight. Everybody is a bikini body. Everybody is a perfect body. Like a body in a bikini is a bikini body. You know that saying. But um, yeah, not that anybody needs to, but I just think it's really good to, you know, educate people on how to reach a sustainable weight loss goal because there's so much bad information out there. And I just think that understanding that 80-20 principle, understanding being in a calorie deficit, that, you know, if you find it triggering to track, you don't have to fully do it that way but there's loads of ways to pop yourself in a deficit, understanding just moving a little bit more, um, protein intake, not falling for fads, um, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is, um, and yeah, I just want you guys to reach your fitness goals in a really healthy, safe way, I've helped so many of my clients do this, and um, I just know how life-changing it can be to reach a point where you're really happy, and you've got that good relationship with food, you've got a good relationship with exercise, a good relationship with yourself, so yeah, I just want to help as many people as I can to reach that point in a healthy manner. So I hope this episode has been useful for you. If it has, um, please leave us a review on the 
um, podcast app that you're using, whether it's Spotify, Apple, whatever it is. Um, leave us a review. Give us a follow on Instagram. So you can find us at Hot Girl Havoc Podcast on Insta, TikTok, and YouTube. Um, and then my personal accounts are Lbird, E-L-L-B-I-R-D, um, on Insta. And then Ellie Bird Fitness is my PT account on Insta. And Ellie Bird Fitness is also my YouTube and my TikTok. Um, but yeah, so do reach out to me if you've got any more questions, if you found this helpful, um, or anything along those lines. Because like I said, I've worked with so, so many people. So never feel like you're going to be the only person that's ever kind of came to me and said whatever it is you want to say. Because I guarantee someone said it to me before. Um, and if you're looking for an online coach, I can definitely help you with your fitness journey, not just weight loss as well, like it can be weight gain. Um, and hopefully if your goal is weight gain, you can kind of flip this episode around and kind of, you know, essentially we always want to be in nutritious food, even if we're trying to gain weight, because like we said, we're going to have better workouts. So I can definitely do an episode on gaining muscle and things like that. So let me know if that's something you'd like to hear. Um, and yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode, guys. I hope it's been helpful. Um, and yeah, I hope it's maybe helped put you in a better direction with your fitness goals, um, or just give you a little bit of extra guidance if you were already on track to that fitness goal. So thank you so much for listening, guys, and I will see you in next week's episode. Keep your eyes peeled on the Hot Girl Habits podcast Instagram um, for the polls for next week's episode. I love when you guys get involved. It makes it so fun for me. I feel like I'm having a chat with someone when I'm reading your answers off my phone. So yeah, thanks so much for listening and I will see you next week. Bye.